0: Well, welcome, uh, uh, inter-MBA students, to Module 7, uh, Building an Authentic Workplace Community. Uh, My name is Steve McAdam, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, Some of you may have heard my interview a couple of months ago with Tammy, and I'm excited to be kind of introducing and and talking a little bit about this module. Uh, I do want to give a little introduction of myself because uh, I think it's an important context for for you to understand. Um, Unlike many of the other professors or teachers, rather, faculty members of this, they actually are professors and academics and and I'm not. I've been CEO of three different companies over the last 19 years. I I spent uh, 10 years at McKinsey and Company before that and have an MBA and And I'm an engineer uh, in my undergraduate work. So my experience set is much more as a practitioner. I have studied experts and I will refer you to many of those experts uh, throughout this conversation. Um, But I don't have the the theoretical underpinning that that the other faculty members have, nor the experts that I've referred to here. So you're going to have to give me just a little bit of little bit of patience and grace to uh, let me talk, you know, as a practitioner. That said, over my career, I did, I have spent a lot of time with teams, groups, etc. Both at McKinsey, working with clients, as well as uh, obviously leading, leading company. And I've had a lot of experience with building authentic community within uh, groups anywhere from a small group of two, three or four to over a hundred. And I think I know what works. Uh, I've become convinced over the years in the real power of, uh, of how groups come together, how they interact, how they communicate, the field that's set as part of that. And it's just such a difference between what a, an effective community can accomplish together uh, versus not, both accomplish in terms of uh, possibility or a goal or for the company or for their group, whatever the objective is, as well as their own development. I'm going to make a case here that the authentic community is just a perfect, perfect place to practice uh, literally all of the skills that you're learning in the inner MBA. So we're going to organize this uh, this discussion in four different roughly 15-minute segments, uh, the first of which will be uh, this one, uh, this introduction, and I'll try to define community and talk a little bit about the underlying principles and give some basic guidelines for how to get, get started. That'll be the first section. The second section, I'll talk about intentions and practices, because it turns out the intentions that one brings into community really is a huge part of the success. Um, The third section will be on communication and speech acts, because how we communicate with each other in community becomes very, very important. And then the last module will be the role of the leader. And I'll just uh, give you a little spoiler alert here. The leader is the role of the leader is so much different in community. It's really more of a convener uh, than it is what one might think of as a, a typical uh, leader in a hierarchical setting in a, in a team or, or with, a, with a, a staff group or whatever. Okay, um, Let me make one more caveat. This is a really, really easy concept to understand um the principle it's not hard to understand it's 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 hard to do it doesn't come easily it can't be bought cheaply it takes some time to create community um i had a yoga teacher once that said uh yoga is five percent knowing the poses and 95 practice and this is the same if not one percent knowing how and 99 practice and so it's a real challenge to try to learn it by just listening to me talk. It, 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 I've never taught it like this. I've always had done it in, uh, in a community where we were literally practicing kind of as we went. So we're, we're limited by this format somewhat, but I'll, I'll give you my best in terms of how, to, uh, how I'm gonna do this. Okay, so I'm gonna pop up a slide. We're gonna start with the definition of community. And I copied this right from one of the experts I'm gonna be referring to. Uh, M. Scott Peck, many of you may know him. He wrote a uh, best-selling book called *The Road Less Traveled*. He wrote a book on community, a little less well-known called *The Different Drum*. And here's his definition: so, says it's a group of individuals who have learned how to communicate honestly with each other, whose relationships go deeper than their masks of composure, and who have developed some significant commitment to rejoice together and mourn together and to delight in each other and make others' conditions their own. So that's his kind of hard definition. I'd like you to imagine with me for a second, just imagine that you're actually part of a group uh, of colleagues and there's no politics, no one is positioning, everyone is able to honestly say how they truly feel, uh, what they're thinking, where that comes from. They're able to share their fears and anxieties as well as their gifts, what makes them excited. Um, and they're not intimidated by that and sharing that with you. And you are not intimidated with sharing that with others. And if you can imagine that kind of uh, environment, that culture within a group, that's what's achievable with authentic community. And, uh uh, Stephen Covey used to say, with 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 things, fast is fast and slow is slow. And with people, slow is fast and fast is slow. And what he meant by that was when groups with people, when there's enough time taken in the beginning to do the kind of work we're going to talk about here with community, then the the speed and flow with which that group can move going forward is fantastic, as well as the commitment that everyone has to whatever the group, uh, whatever direction the group decides. Uh, there's a saying we have in community that's called, uh, everyone is equally responsible. So the ownership of the group and each individual have a level of commitment where it doesn't matter what they get back in return, they have that level of, of commitment. And so that makes not only the decision-making quick once, it's in, once the group is in that stage, but it also makes implementation of anything go far, far quicker because you've got a whole bunch of people that are fully committed to the outcome. So, um, so that's the definition. Um, and there's a bunch of characteristics that I'd like to just highlight um, because, it, because it's really hard. Uh, give me some, some latitude here. It's really hard to explain what's truly going on in authentic community. Uh, It's like trying to just, we we have trouble as human beings describing something. In fact, it's probably impossible for us to describe something that's larger than we are. So if someone said to you, describe to me uh, what's love to you, or what's the universe mean, or what's God to you, or something bigger than you, you would be able to talk about the characteristics that you see. But it's very hard to describe what it really is, because it's bigger than us. Community is really kind of the same way. There's something going on. There's some metaphysics going on, I'll talk about in a second, but the characteristics are pretty easy to see. And when one experiences it, when I first experienced it, then I know, okay, this is what we're talking about. And the most common characteristic that people cite is it's a place they feel safe. And so it's psychological safety. And so that's a defining characteristic. uh, community is also very inclusive. It can't be exclusive. And this is a risk because when it's inclusive, that means everyone that's part of it is an equal part of it. And that's the commitment that's required from the group. But also there's members come and go with the community. And so it's, so, uh, it's, it's, it's actually so elegant and pleasant when it's accomplished that the group has a tendency to want to actually wall because it, it, human beings gravitate to this experience and want to continue it with this group of people. Um, and so there's actually a risk that a community can become more of a uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of cultish kind of attitude. Oh, we're, you know, we're special, we're a special team There's something different about us. And I wanna spend time with these people. And that's very, very dangerous. So inclusivity in this sense means we are able to accept uh, and inculcate new members and we care as much about them as ones that might have been in the community for a long time. And we have to understand some community members will leave over time. And so that's why we really talk about it being created, community being created one room at a time. I guess that could be a Zoom room as well, but it's kind of one room at a time. there's an enormous sense of possibility. Uh, is another characteristic the, the the group feels very very it, it, they are the community is very empowered, and therefore uh, sees a lot of possibility. After sense of possibility, I'd like to just highlight one more characteristic: is community is a conflict resolving, uh, not conflict avoiding. Uh, it, it turns out that the uh, that we. Uh, human beings, when we get together, our first in a group, our first inclination is to be very polite and nice to each other, even to the point where folks are afraid to bring the uh, proverbial white elephant into the middle of the room. We're just nice. We don't want to offend anyone, et cetera. And for most social interactions, this is just fine. It doesn't work great, for solving difficult problems or inventing new things or developing oneself or developing one's inner MBA skills. When I was in business school, I had a professor named Chris Arduous, who's no longer alive. And we'll talk about this when we get to the communication section. Uh, But he used to call this kind of behavior skilled incompetence. And so when human beings get together, there is a skilled incompetence. In other words, we know what we are thinking but we're so skilled that we actually know how to suppress that because we don't want to offend anyone. Community breaks through that and we're able to practice sharing with each other uh, deeply what's important to us and why and where the thinking comes from and so forth. We'll talk a lot about that in, um, in the communications, uh, the third uh, module here, but, uh, but that makes the group conflict Resolving it doesn't make the group conflict avoiding, and certainly doesn't make the group conflict free, because when this type of community develops, conflict will naturally escalate. But what we see is it helps us work on the ability for others to have a different point of view than I do, agree, uh, agree or not agree, um, and really dissect why are people coming at things differently, and allows me as part of the community to actually revise my mental model live because others are speaking fully genuinely and authentically. So that gives a feel for kind of some of the characteristics. Let me pop up one more slide. This will be the last one of this, of this module. Uh, and it's how uh, it's Basic Guidelines for Community Building. So I just want to give you a sense of where we're going. We'll talk a lot about this in the next three sections. Um, but the, and, and sometimes we actually print this out on a large easel and post it in the room. And before we start, uh, after we've done other steps, which I'll talk about in a bit, uh, we'll go around the room and say, okay, what everyone take one of the, of these guidelines and share with the group, what does that mean to you? And that way everyone, and it doesn't have to be in order. It can be whichever one speaks to you, but it's things like um, the intentions that we bring are very, very important. So we have to set intentions for an open and authentic experience. Uh, we say our name when we speak, at least in the beginning. Uh, over time, this becomes less important. But I would literally say, uh, this is Steve, particularly the leader or facilitator, because when I intervene, with the group as the facilitator, I don't state my name because I'm not I'm, I'm really coaching the group at that point. I don't do that much, and we'll talk about that. But when I'm in the group, I'll say this is Steve, even though everybody knows who the heck I am. Because we're trying to make our statements come from ourselves. We're trying to own, fully own our statements and how we feel. That's why we also use I statements. I'll give you some examples of that in module three, and we'll talk much more about that. Uh, You can read the rest, but obviously protecting confidentiality. Uh, Another big one is respecting silence. So the quote unquote awkward pause or the awkward silence. In community, sometimes that can go on for long enough to make everyone feel uncomfortable. And that's fine and the group has every member of the group, I have to be comfortable to just let that sit there. And in the beginning, that's a very, very challenging aspect of community building. Uh, And then finally, the last one is processing uh, one's experience uh, with the whole group. And there are no, absolutely no hallway or coffee pot conversations about the experience, good or bad. It has to be processed uh, in the group, and that's a hard rule. Um, And so these are the guidelines. Again, I'll see you in the next uh, module, and we'll talk more about intentions and practices.